From the business section of the New York Times, Gun Stocks Have Done Well, But Divestment Push Grows, by Andrew Ross Sorkin. You probably own a stake in a gun manufacturer, whether you know it or not. Just take a look at your 401k plan. If you're in one managed by Vanguard, BlackRock, Fidelity, or just about any other mutual fund group, you're likely the owner of shares in the three primary publicly traded gun makers, Smith & Wesson, Storm Ruger & Company, and Olin Corp. If you own any of the broad index funds or even a target date retirement fund, you've got a stake in the gun industry. Investments in gunmakers, at least over the past five years, have performed well. Shares of Smith & Wesson are up nearly 400% since 2010. On Monday, shares of Smith & Wesson reached their highest price since 2007 after President Barack Obama called for more gun control laws, leading investors to anticipate a rush of gun sales ahead of any restrictions. What if you own one of these 401k plans but don't want to financially support gunmakers? Is there anything you can do about it? There is a growing movement among public pension funds, public advocates, and other organizations to help investors divest themselves of financial stakes in the gun and ammunition industry. A number of these initiatives began after the Sandy Hook Elementary School shootings in Newtown, Connecticut, and have been reignited over the killings in San Bernardino, California. The perpetrators of last week's mass shooting bought a cache of guns and ammunition, legally, including a Smith & Wesson M&P 15 .223 caliber assault rifle and a Smith & Wesson handgun. The Campaign to Unload, for instance, is a group of more than 50 organizations across the country that are attacking the sources of funding for gunmakers. It set up a website, Unload Your 401k, that allows users to look up their retirement plans to see if they have financial exposure to gun manufacturers. Snoop Dogg, the rapper, has endorsed the campaign to unload. I'm unloading for my loved ones that I've lost, he said in a statement. I'm going all in for gun-free investing. Just over the weekend, Letitia James, New York City's public advocate, took an even more unusual step. Hoping to cut off funding for gunmakers, she sought to pressure TD Bank, which has provided $280 million in financing to Smith & Wesson, to cut its ties with the gunmaker. As we stare at the financial smoking gun that enables gun violence, inaction is not an option, James wrote in a letter to TD Bank. If you want to do business with New York City, you can't be in bed with the companies that manufacture the agents that kill our children and families. A spokeswoman for TD said, We are deeply saddened by the events in San Bernardino and our sympathies go out to the individuals and their families affected by this tragedy. As a matter of corporate policy, we do not comment on the nature and specifics of our relationships with our customers. Of course, gun manufacturers are legitimate businesses, as are the financial services companies that fund them. On Monday, in a dissenting opinion, Justice Clarence Thomas spoke to this in bemoaning the Supreme Court's refusal to hear a Second Amendment challenge to a Chicago suburb's ordinance that banned semi-automatic assault weapons and large-capacity magazines. The overwhelming majority of citizens who own and use such rifles do so for lawful purposes, including self-defense and target shooting, Thomas wrote. Under our precedents, that is all that is needed for citizens to have a right under the Second Amendment to keep such weapons. 
In attacking the gun industry, James is taking a page from other successful efforts to pressure sin industries like cigarettes and coal. While seeking divestments has long been popular, they have had little direct impact, according to studies, despite the headlines they often generate. But efforts to prevent banks and other financing sources from lending money to certain companies has been far more effective. For instance, as chronicled in this column this year, a number of advocacy groups successfully ended the practice of mountaintop removal of coal in Appalachia, an environmentally devastating practice, by pressuring banks like Bank of America, Citigroup, Morgan Stanley, J.P. Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, Credit Suisse, to choke off funding, which they did over nearly a decade of pressure. Leah Gunn Barrett, executive director of New Yorkers Against Gun Violence, who was involved in the campaign to unload, said this tactic could have an impact. They are impervious to public polls, she said. It is all about money for them.